Deceptive brain messages or negative self-talk is the inner voice in your mind that repeats a subtle yet demeaning running commentary. Examples include, I'm useless. I'll never succeed. I'll always be overweight. I'm a bad parent. My children will grow up and hate me. They deserve so much better. As you repeat a negative statement over and over to yourself, neurons or brain cells in the prefrontal area fire together over and over. The connections between neurons become strengthened and eventually the circuit wires together, storing the thought as a habit. That's where the saying comes from, neurons that fire together, wire together, if you've ever heard of that before. Turning a thought into an enduring habit is brain plasticity in action. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist and mind-body coach Trudy Stone, and I'm so happy that you tuned in today. So. I'm going to say something crazy right off the bat, and that is that you should be excited about your failures because it really doesn't matter how many times you failed at dieting and eating healthy before. And each time you failed has brought you closer to your success, even if it doesn't feel that way right now. Think about this for a moment. Each time that you failed at a diet, you probably learned something new about yourself, right? Okay, so if you learn something new, then how could you be a failure? In this episode, we're going to get into why you failed at dieting and what to do instead. And I'm going to give you a heads up. This episode is going to completely start to change your mindset and the way that you approach weight loss and dieting. So first of all, even though I use the word in the podcast title failure, there is no such thing as failure. All of life is a success full of successive moments. Failure in the absence of fear is what builds strength, both in thought and character. These two traits, strength, both in thought and character, are essential and critical to the future success that you desire, which is to lose weight. I learned this in reading the book, A Happy Pocket Full of Money by David Jacondi, but these rules also apply when it comes to losing weight. The most common cause of failure, and I'm putting failure here in air quotes, is the lack of clear and focused goals and visualizations. The universe or life literally lacks something to work with, so it does nothing. I love when the author said life is images of the mind expressed and without images, there is no expression. That's so good that I'm going to say it again. Life is images of the mind expressed. And without images, there is no expression. I'm going to drop the mic on that one. I'll be right back. (laughs) All right. But in all seriousness, when I started to work on my mindset and learn some of these things, that's when the game completely changed for me. And losing weight was no longer an uphill battle. 
All right, so let's dig into this concept a little further of life being images of the mind expressed. So have you ever heard my yellow bikini story before? Okay, so if not, then you're going to love this. And if you've heard it before, well, I don't know, what can I say? The story gets better and better every time you hear it. (laughs) All right, so when I was losing weight, I absolutely hated working out. I'm sure you can completely relate to this. I remember I was reading a magazine one day and I stumbled on this picture of Beyonce in a yellow bikini. If you Google it, you'll probably find it. All right. Well, Queen Bay just looked so toned, lean and confident in her skin. And that was what I wanted to look and feel like. I wanted to feel confident in my body and rocking a bikini. It wasn't about being skinny or being a certain size. It was about being confident and feeling confident. Every single time I started to falter or make an excuse not to work out or not to eat healthy, I would visualize my future self because that was the goal that I had. And I knew I needed to do those things to bring me closer to my goal. Now, that story brings me to talking about your identity. Now, let's talk about the root cause of your struggle with eating healthy. And that comes with understanding why all of your choices with food are built on your identity as an eater. Now, there are two causes, and the first one is your identity. What does your identity say about you? Could your identity be holding you back from achieving your health goals? Your current behaviors are simply a reflection of your current identity. To change your behavior and your health for good, you need to start believing new things about yourself. Your current habits, especially the bad ones, are how you manifest your identity. When you eat something healthy each day, you manifest the identity of a healthy eater. When you work out each day, you manifest the identity of a fit person. The more you repeat that behavior is the more that you reinforce that identity associated with that behavior. That is how you start to change your habits. The more evidence you have for a belief is the more strongly you'll believe it. For example, if you rarely exercise, then you might believe that you're lazy. If you can't stop eating late at night, then you might believe that you have no control around food. You can change your identity with two steps. Visualize your highest self and decide who you want to be. Now, when I was losing weight, one of the things that I did that I found most powerful was visualization. Yes, I visualized my Beyonce body, but I would also visualize my future self, how I looked, how I felt the clothes that I wore, and the confidence that I felt. So now I want you to do the same. All right, hopefully you're in a comfortable position and you're not driving or anything like that because I'm just gonna take you through like a really quick exercise. So I want you to close your eyes and imagine that you've achieved your healthy goal, whether it's eating less sugar, exercising more, or losing weight. What do you look like? What clothes are you wearing? How do you feel? Now, take a moment to ask your future self how she or he achieved their weight loss success. What did she do? What types of food did she eat? What type of movement did she incorporate into her life? Now, open your eyes and make the commitment to start showing up as that person every day. Start living that life now. That brings me to the second step. Start doing even one small thing that will move you into the direction of your goals and becoming that person that you want to be. When you live this way, something powerful will happen. 
You'll start to change your identity and you'll actually start doing more of those things that will help you to achieve your healthy living goal. Doing something small each day will bring you closer to your goal and strengthen your identity that you want to manifest. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. You may have heard of the be, do, have model before. Well, one of my favorite people in the personal development space is Jim Fortin, and I learned this concept from him. Most people work from the have, do, be model. And I also used to work from the have, do, be model as well. And it's a broken strategy. The have, do, be model essentially is if I have or if I had something, then I could do something and I could be something and achieve success. Let's say in this example, you know, losing weight. And it's a broken model because it's essentially saying that you have to have something first to be successful when you already have what you need inside of you. Be, do, have, on the other hand, is who do I have to be? What ways do I have to be at the identity level to do the things that I choose to do or want to do to have the things that I want, which is being successful at eating healthy? So take some time to think about that. I know that this may be a new way of thinking for you. So it's okay if you have to rewind this to really make it stick. But I promise you, it's a much more empowering place to start from and to build your weight loss foundation off of. Do you wish you could uncover the sabotaging patterns that are preventing you from reaching and maintaining your desired weight? Take my free quiz to discover your diet personality so that you can pinpoint habit-forming strategies that will help you to achieve lasting weight loss. You can take the quiz over at trudyestone.com. So another factor I want you to consider when it comes to why you failed at dieting, and I'm doing air quotes here in the word failure, is because you're not paying attention to your negative self-talk. Consider how negative self-talk or what I like to call deceptive brain messages, a common and damaging bad habit forms. Deceptive brain messages or negative self-talk is the inner voice in your mind that repeats a subtle yet demeaning running commentary. Examples include, I'm useless. I'll never succeed. I'll always be overweight. I'm a bad parent. My children will grow up and hate me. They deserve so much better. As you repeat a negative statement over and over to yourself, neurons or brain cells in the prefrontal area fire together over and over. The connections between neurons become strengthened and eventually the circuit wires together, storing the thought as a habit. That's where the saying comes from neurons that fire together, wire together. If you've ever heard of that before, turning a thought into an enduring habit is brain plasticity in action. Once the negative self-talk or deceptive brain message habit is stored, another brain region, the infralimbic cortex, causes you to carry out the habit when you're triggered by a particular cue, situation, or event. So earlier we talked about your identity, and now I want to talk a second about how they're tied to your beliefs. What do your beliefs say about you? Have your beliefs about yourself and about eating healthy in general sabotaged your healthy eating efforts? Your beliefs may have been some of the things that I mentioned earlier, like I'm useless or I'll never succeed. I'll always be overweight, etc. Those deceptive brain messages are also distorted beliefs that you have about yourself 
and your body, and they can wreak havoc on your weight loss and healthy eating efforts. It will be hard to change your habits if you never change the underlying beliefs that led to your past behaviors. In reading the very fascinating book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, he shares that there are three layers of behavior change. One is a change in your outcomes, what you get. So that's like, for example, losing weight. Um, You know, most of the goals that you set are associated with outcomes. Number two is a change in your processes. So that's, you know, what you do, for example, changing your habits or systems. And most of the habits you build are associated with this level. And then there's the most deepest level, a change in your identity. And that's what you believe, your self-image, your judgments about yourself and others. And it's also your worldview. Very often when we want to acquire new habits, we're focused on our outcomes. So let's say, for example, I want to lose, you know, 10 pounds. However, this approach often doesn't work. The most effective way to change your habits is to focus not on what you want to achieve, but on who you wish to become, like we talked about earlier. Decide the type of person you want to be and then ask yourself, who is the type of person that could get the outcome I want? For example, a person who doesn't miss a workout no matter what, or a person who prepares you know, healthy meals weekly and doesn't eat sugar. Your identity is about what you believe. Most people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. This leads us to outcome-based habits. The alternative is to build identity-based habits. With this approach, we start by focusing on who we wish to become. So I have a quick exercise for you if you're up to it. I want you to grab a pen and a sheet of paper, and I want you to write out all of your current beliefs about getting healthy or losing weight. So for example, it could be losing weight is hard. Um, Eating healthy is expensive. Eating healthy or losing weight takes too much time. Everyone in my family is overweight. So it's my destiny to be overweight too. I can't lose weight or eat healthy because I don't know how to cook, etc. Write them all down. Hit pause if you want to do that now. All right. So if you're back, I want to ask you this. Do any of those things that you wrote down align with where you want to go? Will they help you to get to the finish line or will they prevent you from getting to the finish line? And I want you to be honest about that. All right. So let's shift gears a bit because I think that I might have rocked your world a little bit there. And I know that's a lot to process. So again, if you have to go back and rewind and listen to this again, I highly recommend that you do that because we're doing a lot of mindset work here. We're doing a lot of identity shifts here, and this is going to help you to become the person that you need to become so that you can actually achieve your goal of losing weight or eating healthier. If you're into learning more about how to think like a thin person and achieve permanent weight loss, I want to invite you to check out my weight loss program, Mind Your Body. There's a link in the show notes for you if you want to check it out. All right, so let's talk about why popular diet programs don't work for lasting weight loss. Have you ever heard this before? If you want to lose weight, just eat less calories and exercise more. When I hear this, it drives me completely crazy because there's so much more to it than that. And I feel like that theory is stuck in the dark ages right along with Fred and Wilma. (laughs) So the research that that's based on is weak at best. And very few people actually experience sustained weight loss with that method. So it's time to think of dieting in a completely different way. 
While it's important to not eat too much of any particular type of food by managing your portion sizes, it's also equally important to avoid eating too little or starving yourself because that can actually cause you to gain weight. When you cut calories, your body rebels by increasing your hunger and slowing down your metabolism. Calorie restrictive diets is one of the major reasons why people's metabolism slows down. It's important to eat the right amount of foods to ensure that your body is fully nourished and not depleted of nutrients that can actually help you to lose weight. It is possible to manage your calorie intake without driving yourself completely bonkers. Yes, calories are important, but it isn't so much the amount of calories so much as the type of foods that you consume that make a difference when it comes to your health and losing weight. I love this quote from Dr. Mark Hyman. He's one of my favorite people in the wellness space. He said, the calories you eat are absorbed at different rates, have different amounts of fiber, carbohydrates, protein, fat, and nutrients, all of which translate into different complex metabolic signals that control your weight. You may not be able to see, taste, or smell your metabolism, but it has an impact on how calories are consumed in your body just the same. Bottom line, the foods that you eat that enter your bloodstream more quickly, like refined carbohydrates, so we're talking your white flour, white rice, your soda, they cause you to gain weight. And those that enter your bloodstream more steadily, like protein and high fiber foods like beans, they cause you to lose weight. The kinds of calories you consume have a big impact on how much weight you gain because different types of food are metabolized in different ways. Simply put, metabolism is the process by which your body converts what you eat and drink into energy. It's your body's process of transforming food into energy or muscle or fat. The types of food you eat has a big impact on what your body tells your metabolism to do and how it metabolizes food. It can send instructions to your body to either store or release fat. Think about it for a moment. What information are you giving your body by the foods that you're eating? A big part of why I've been successful with keeping the weight off is because I made sure that I lost it in a sustainable way. The foods that I ate and the tactics that I used became a lifestyle. And along the way, I built healthier habits. That is what I want people to keep in mind before embarking on yet another bad or gimmicky diet. And I think I need to do a whole episode on gimmicky and fad diets coming soon. Stay tuned to that. Look, nothing that is truly worthwhile is easy. And let's face it, weight loss is not a walk in the park. You know this as well as I do. It took years of trial and error for me to finally figure out what worked. The best part about the way that I lost weight, and this is why I'm so passionate about teaching people about mindset and healthy habits, because the best part about the way that I lost weight is that I never felt deprived or hungry, and I actually enjoyed all the food that I was eating. You can learn more about the strategies that I use for lifelong weight loss in my upcoming program, Mind Your Body. I also want to encourage you not to stress about being perfect. Look, if you've slipped up and ate half the cake instead of just one piece that you meant to eat, I don't want you to beat yourself up about it. Because guilt and stress will do more harm to your body than that chocolate cake ever will. 
Every day we have to make countless choices around food. And often it is downright difficult. Again, as I'm sure I don't have to tell you this. In fact, the average person makes over 200 food decisions a day. Instead of feeling guilty afterward and regretting what you ate, just own it. If that cake tasted so good that your eyes are rolling towards the back of your head and it makes you want to change your Facebook status to in a relationship with the cake, savor that moment, okay? Enjoy every crumb, then get over it. Take ownership of that choice that you made and just move on. No self-loathing, okay? Don't think about it for the rest of the day and get paralyzed with guilt. Own it and move on with your life. The perfect diet doesn't mean following a strict regimen 100% of the time. If you slip up, know that it's not a big deal and don't let it throw you completely off course. A healthy lifestyle isn't about beating yourself up when you give into your favorite food. It's about finding balance and feeling good. An easy way to get back on track is to start the next day with a healthy habit, whether that means, you know, having a balanced breakfast or making sure to drink enough water. Now, if you followed me for a while, then you know that I'm not a fan of restrictive diets. In fact, once I gave up the diet mentality, losing weight became a lot easier because I shifted my focus to just living a healthy lifestyle. That took a lot of the pressure off. When you become so focused on dieting, it turns eating into something that's only about weight loss as opposed to eating for fuel and pleasure. In addition to giving up the diet mentality, I also want to challenge you to get rid of the idea that some foods are bad and that others are good. Yes, some people have dietary concerns like, let's say, for example, celiac disease or allergies, but eliminating entire food groups for no medical reason isn't the way to develop a healthy relationship with food. And remember, by building a healthier relationship with food, you're building a healthier relationship with yourself. If you're curious about what sabotaging patterns are preventing you from reaching and maintaining your desired weight, then take my free quiz to discover your diet personality that you can pinpoint habit-forming strategies that will help you to achieve lasting weight loss. You can take the quiz over at trudyestone.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.